Hi, this is Christian, and I want to personally welcome you and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Charged by Truth. I'm really glad you are here because wherever you are in your walk with Christ, this podcast is for you. This is your podcast to understanding all things Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking about scripture, discussing some important Christian topics, and I'll be sharing how all this might apply to our lives. But before we dive in, I want to mention a few things. It's super important that you read your word daily, that you pray always, and that you attend a local Christian church. And with all that said, let's begin. Today, we're going to continue our study on the book of Galatians, Uh, but before we get into our message, I want to tell you guys a little story. Uh, So a few months back, uh, right after me and my wife had come back from our honeymoon, uh, my wife and I were walking home from getting a a couple's massage in Chinatown. And as we were walking down Canal Street, uh, as anyone who has ever walked down Canal Street knows, uh, we were bombarded by these women on the street. showing us pictures of so-called designer handbags that she was selling. And as respectfully as we could, we told her we weren't interested and continued our walk home. But as we were walking home, a thought crossed my mind. It was so obvious to me that the handbags that she she was trying to pass off as real designer bags were fake. For one, the Gucci, the Prada, the Coach bags that they were trying to sell us for $30, $40, $50 normally cost hundreds and even sometimes thousands of dollars. And I thought to myself, how easy someone who doesn't know the quality, the value, the cost, or the characteristics of a real designer handbag could be deceived into thinking that they are getting an amazing deal by purchasing one of these bags off the streets. How easy someone could get ripped off into believing that they have a real valuable quality bag if they don't understand what a real designer handbag looks like. And I want you guys all to think about this story as we discuss the book of Galatians. So let me pray. Uh, Father, we just come before you in the miraculous name of Jesus Uh, We thank you for your word. We thank you uh, for uh, for this time that we have to discuss your word. And Lord, I pray that you would speak freely through me, uh, that your word would would reach the the hearts of the people, that it would plant seeds that would yield fruit. And I thank you one more time, Jesus. Amen. So last week we started our study on Galatians and we looked at verses one through five. We discussed that Paul, the writer of this epistle, is writing to the churches in Galatea. And this message begins begins much different than his other messages that he has already given to the churches. Paul begins this message by establishing his authority as an apostle of Christ. He goes on to make the distinction that his apostleship is not established or given to him by man, but rather his apostleship was established by none other than Jesus Christ himself. We see this further in the story of Paul's conversion in the book of Acts. And as we continue to discuss the central message of this particular letter, we will see 
the significance in why he does this. So today, we're going to take a look into the next few verses in Paul's letter to the Galatians. And we're going to look at verses 6 through 10. So let me read verses 6 through 10. Paul says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of God. So in verse 6, Paul begins his explanation and what he wants to address to the Galatians. He says, he starts by saying and using the word astonished to describe his feelings about what is going on with the Galatians. Another word for astonished could be surprised or startled. It seems as though he did not anticipate nor see coming what he is about to address to the Galatians. Paul continues and says that what he is about to address is happening quickly. So not only so not only is Paul astonished that something that he did not anticipate is happening, he is also astonished at the fact that it is happening at such a fast rate. Paul then describes in his next few words exactly what he is addressing to the Galatians. He summarizes in the next few words the reason for his stern letter. He says the Galatians are deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ. And what does deserting mean? In this context, deserting can be defined as leaving or abandoning without the intent to return. So what we have so far is that Paul is concerned for the church of Galatea. He is surprised that the Galatians are so quickly abandoning something or someone without any intent or concern to return. Paul then tells us at the end of verse 6 who and what the Galatians are abandoning. He says the Galatians are deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and turning to another gospel. So let's take a look at another book in the New Testament. We're going to look at the book of Romans verses, uh, chapters 8, verses 28 through 30. And those verses say, and we know that, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. We can see through this verse that the calling that Paul is talking about is a calling unto salvation by, the, by God the Father through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says that the Galatians have been predestined to be called, justified by Jesus, and will be glorified in heaven. But he is astonished 
that the Galatians would desert the good news calling of God that would lead them to eternal life in heaven for something else. What he is explaining is that at one time, the churches in Galatia knew, had an understanding of the gospel, but something changed and has made it. So the churches in Galatia are turning their backs to what they knew to be true and entertaining and believing something different. Mind you, these are churches that Paul established himself. These are churches that Paul spent time teaching and preaching at and making sure they had a solid foundation in Christ. In verse 7, Paul says, Not that there is a different gospel, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. And Paul is explaining that there is only one perfect, true gospel with power that can save and that is through Jesus Christ. Anything besides the gospel that has been preached to them by Paul himself is a distortion of the truth and has no power. Paul is explaining that at the center of the Galatians' desertion from the truth are people who are troubling the Galatians and persuading them to believe something false. Paul says and makes it very clear in verse 8 that if anyone preaches a gospel that is contrary to what they have already received, that they should be accursed. And when Paul says anyone, he means anyone. He lists angels from heaven. He says we, and he even adds himself into that ca category. What a powerful statement Paul is making. He says that even if I come to you and teach you something different than what I taught you before, not to listen to me. And he wraps up verse 9 by saying, let anyone who preaches a, distort a distorted gospel of Jesus Christ let them be a curse. So why is this important? And what does this mean for the churches in Galatia? And what does this mean for us today? So let's turn to another of Paul's letters and see what he has to say about the gospel. So let's turn again to Romans, the book of Romans. And this time we're going to look at Romans chapter 1, verse 16. And Paul writes, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for, for salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. Paul is saying that the gospel is directly connected to our salvation. The power of salvation lies in the good news of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. That means our souls are at stake. Our salvation is at stake if we do not have the true gospel of Jesus Christ. There are many places in the Bible that warn the church that in the latter days, in the end times, there will be a falling away from the truth. 1 Timothy and 2 Thessalonians tells us that many false prophets, false teachers will be teaching false doctrine, a fake gospel. Paul is telling us and the Galatians a few things. <clears throat> Number one, we need to hold to the one true gospel of Christ. We hold true to the gospel by reading and knowing the word of God so that we can identify the false gospels that are being taught. We see a great example of this in when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness by Satan. 
Satan being the liar and the deceiver that he is, tried to deceive Jesus. Jesus knew the truth. Jesus knew the word of God. Jesus knew the word of God and he knew and perceived that Satan was trying to lie to him. Number two, we need to hold each other, our pastors and our leaders and elders accountable to teaching the true gospel. In the time that we live in, we have so many preachers, speakers, teachers, pastors that are teaching things that are not that are contrary to what the Bible teaches. We have the prosperity movement. We have Mormons. We have Jehovah Witnesses. We even have uh, public famous figures, all whom have an unbiblical gospel that cannot save. In Acts 17, Paul comes across a group of Jews called the Bereans. The Bereans were an interesting people because what they did is what all Christians should and need to do. Instead of listening blindly to what Paul was teaching, they looked back into the scriptures to make sure that everything Paul was teaching was in accordance with what the word of God said. And because they saw that Paul was teaching a biblical gospel, they received his teaching and came to know the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need to be just like the Bereans. One of the tactics that Satan uses to attack the believer is to confuse and to distort. He takes the gospel and does his best to manipulate it in such a way that it sounds correct, but when compared with the word of God, it is the furthest thing from true. And guess what? This is not a new tactic from the enemy. This is the oldest trick that Satan has up his sleeve. Satan distorted God's command to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and made them believe something contrary to what God had actually said. So in closing, John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is saying that he is the only way to the Father the only way to heaven, the only way to salvation and eternal relationship with God. Without the true gospel of Jesus' righteous life, his death, his resurrection, we are all on our way to eternal condemnation and hell. It is only when we receive the true living gospel of the Bible and reject the false teaching and doctrines can we experience salvation in Jesus. So just as I was astonished that people actually are deceived into purchasing cheap, fake, knockoff handbags, Paul is saying that we all need to be careful that we are not being deceived into believing a false gospel that cannot be that cannot save. The only way someone won't get deceived into buying one of these fake handbags is by knowing the value and characteristics of a real designer handbag. The only way that we can perceive a fake gospel is by holding true to the one and only gospel that can save. God loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to earth to live as a human. Jesus Jesus lived a perfectly righteous life. 
He willingly sacrificed himself on the cross to pay the penalty of our sins so that we can come back into a relationship with God and not spend eternity suffering in hell. He died, was buried, and rose from the dead on the third day and now sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Today can be the day that you receive the true gospel of Jesus Christ if you place your faith in what he did on the cross. Today can be the day you receive salvation and come into an, an eternal relationship with the creator of the universe. And verse 10 of the first chapter of Galatians says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Paul ends verse 10 by illustrating his motive in everything that he is telling and warning the Galatians of. His will in everything that he does is to not please man, but be obedient to Christ Jesus. To not put his faith and trust in what man says, wants, or does, but to live his life according to the word of God. Amen. Father, thank you for speaking today. I pray that we would meditate on your word. I pray that we would be good stewards of your word, rightly handling the word of truth, that we may perceive the false gospels, the false doctrines that are in the world. I pray that we would Hold fast and true to the one gospel, the one miraculous gospel that has the power of salvation through Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you guys for joining me on today's episode of Charged by Truth. I hope that you guys were blessed and I pray that you guys stay focused on the word of God. Talk to you guys later. Bye.